I had to give up my dog today because I'm moving. I weigh all the pros and cons. I had different options. This was the last resort. And so today I gave her away to a couple who already has a dog, is the same breed as her. Uh, she's a little older and she's the same gender. My dog was eight months old. So I was sad to let her go because when I got her, she was only two months old and I pretty much raised her. So, but it's bittersweet because I know now that she, in theory, should have a better life because she's going to have an older sister to have and, uh, or, or to play with and um, not one but two owners. And I think she will have a bigger space as well. But I learned some interesting things about people while in the process of trying to find her a new home. And so in this episode, I want to talk about some of the frustrations that I, I've encountered or, or, or I've, I've felt, and also some of the positive realizations that I've learned in the process of finding my dog a new home. So I'm not sure where to start, but I think I think the best or at least a reasonable place to start at would be the beginning of when I tried to find her a new home. My first strategy was to just put her on Craigslist and see who would respond back. That's usually the typical go-to site that I go to whenever I need to sell something or give away something. I had a few people come to see her and most of the time, well, pretty much all of the time, you know, they didn't want her because she was too energetic and pretty powerful. When I uh, walk her, she pulls really hard. She's a husky and if you know huskies, they're pretty strong even as a puppy. So after a week of showing her to a few different people, I think it's, I don't know, five or six people, I put her on an app called Nextdoor. This app is kind of like a social network where you post status updates, you can create groups and learn about events and all that stuff, but within your zip code. It was like a neighborhood, neighborhood social network which, by the way, I created that years ago, um, or at least that concept years ago in Buffalo, New York. Um, and it's interesting to see that someone else thought about the same idea and, and that that idea flourished. Um, if only it makes me think like if only I would have stood with that idea when I started, it, it, it could have become successful by now. I think my idea was about, I don't know, six, seven maybe eight years ago. So that's sort of something to kind of keep in mind about 
business and ideas in general is, is just keep at it, man. You know, any idea can work is, is as long as you uh, just keep at it, you know. Anyway, so I posted a status update on that app to see if anyone wanted her. I posted the same exact description that I posted on Craigslist. In that description, uh, it basically just offered a brief um, explanation for why I need to give her up, which was, and I'm paraphrasing, it was something like, I'm just moving and I um, can't, um, it's, it, I can't bring her because of, uh, I don't know, I don't remember what I said, but overall I was pretty general and, and, and short because in, in my head, and here goes where, um, one of the lessons I've learned, in my head I felt like people just want the facts. They don't need to know the story, they just want to know, okay, what is the dog? How old is she? Um, will she be coming with anything? Um, and so I put like almost like as in bullet points, all the toys and things that um, I would include for a new owner, including a crate uh, and food and as well as a subscription to PetSmart that I have for her insurance, basically dog health insurance. And I thought that that would be helpful. I thought that people would see that and say, oh, okay, I appreciate that I, you know, I'm getting all this information all at once and you know, I'm able to pretty much answer their questions ahead of time before they ask me. Um, but I also invited people to ask me any questions as well. But again, the part I wanna emphasize about this status update or this ad is that I, I wasn't too uh, specific about the story, about why I'm giving her up. Although I wasn't entirely uh, dismissive of, 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 of telling a story, I, I briefly described what was going on, but I didn't think it was necessary. So when I posted on there, someone responded with SMH, so shaking my head. And then they sent another message saying, can't you take her with you? Now, I am describing it in a sort of, I don't know. I don't know how, when someone hears that, how they would interpret it as, but when I saw it on my phone, because the person sent a separate message saying SMH, shaking my head first, it made me think that they disapproved or had a problem with how I was uh, of what I was posting. And then they asked the question, can't I take her with me? And um, for me, the question just seems sort of just irrelevant. And again, given the context of the first message that, or the first comment that the person posted, which was the shaking my head, I felt like that question was sort of, I don't know what the right word would be. Not, I don't know if condescending would work or sort of, um, I don't know. It, it, it didn't seem like it was coming from a, a caring, uh, positive, nice place. I can sense that, okay, this person is just like, I don't know, they just want to 
I, I don't know. Um, but for me, I don't really give people the benefit of the doubt or time, uh, or I don't like to spend time trying to figure people out because I think most of the time people, especially, again, given the context, she didn't just ask me a question. She offered this sort of reaction that was that seemed judgmental. And then she asked a question that wasn't really helpful at all. I, I When people do that in general, I sort of suspect that it's very likely that this person just has a problem with something other than what I posted. And they are not just looking at the facts. So I mocked the person back. Um, as some of you know who follow me on Instagram, I'm kind of I'm a little bit of a troll, but sometimes I'm like a virtuous, virtuous troll. I guess you would say. Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but like I, I troll with a purpose to make a point most of the time, all of the time, I would say. And it's something that I like to do because I know that I can trigger people, and I like to see how they react. I guess. That's just the young version in me. Maybe when I'm older, I'll stop doing it. But my personality leans more towards I am annoyed by people. I'm not necessarily happy to meet new people all the time. Um, so I'm not necessarily antisocial, but I, I generally have this off-putting, like, I just don't like people. I, like, I do like people, but not necessarily all the time, I guess. And I'm easily annoyed when they ask me questions that I perceive as irrelevant or dumb or misleading or, um, or intentionally sort of, um, you know, uh, seems like there's an agenda behind the question. Like, I can spot that really quickly, especially because I've been in business for so long and I understand marketing. And I like to think that I understand human psychology and behavior relatively well enough to know when someone's intent behind what they're saying or texting isn't isn't supporting me or seems to be coming from a bad place. So anyways, I mocked her. I responded back to that message with the, I don't know if you can remember the meme. It's like the SpongeBob meme where it uh, SpongeBob repeats a certain phrase, but the phrase is read with um, one letter is capitalized, the other letter is lowercase, and the next letter is capitalized, and the next letter after that is lowercase. It's sort of mocking the person, like saying the same thing that they said back to them, but like, in a way that's like, um, it's supposed to sound something like that person says, can't you take her with you? And then sort of the response would be, can, can you take him, can't you take her with you? Like, it's like sort of exaggerated, right? Or like, sort of just mocking them. And that's what I did. And that's all I said. And I put an emoji with, um, I think it was the Face palm and then uh, or the or, and then and then the like rolling my eyes emoji and that's all I said and then that person said responded back with wow and then at this point I'm like wow like 
you just left me a comment that was irrelevant and and sort of seemingly judgmental and unhelpful. And yeah, so I respond with that same kind of energy. And now you say, wow, like I didn't even start it. Like you started it. I'm not going to just let you talk however you want to talk or say whatever you want to say. I mean, I could, but I was feeling particularly petty because look, I'm talking about you know, a dog that I care about, that I helped raise since she was two months. And and then for someone to almost sort of frame it in a way where it's like suggesting that I don't care about the dog or that I didn't think this through, it's just annoying to say the least. So I'm gonna react. And she said, wow, and I responded back with, the reaction is mutual. And I, I think I put like an emoji at the end too. And by the way, I put the emojis because I try to, I, I, I suspect that it would soften the tone a little bit. So that way I'm not being disrespectful, which arguably I can say that that person was being at least slightly disrespectful. I, I put the emojis to, to sort of make it to soften the tone a little bit. So then someone else leaves a comment after I said, the reaction was mutual and says, uh, I'm paraphrasing this. I don't remember what he said, but he said something like, wow, record time. Josh proves that he's a selfish asshole. Something like that. And so by, by this point, I'm just like sort of dumbfounded because I don't understand what the problem is, you know? So I'll, I'll, I'll stop there with the story and, and get to the point of what I've learned about people um, from that interaction. It, it, if I continue the story, it will go on to talk about how someone else came in and said something similar. And then others came in and didn't mind at all. And the person that I ultimately gave my dog up to was really nice and she asked me to text her and she asked me questions and she responded as I thought everyone would respond. They're just like, oh, you know, there's a puppy in need of a home. Let me ask some questions to see if I know someone or see if I'm interested and that was it. That's all I, I that, that was my expectations. I didn't expect to have a uh, back and forth about, you know, about about this so but what i've learned is that well i'm sort of torn i'm still stuck like i i i've learned something but i also don't know how to accept it or or don't know what to do with the information that i've learned so number one people like stories I've known this. I've read Seth Godin's book, um, Marketers Tell Stories, something like that. I think that's one of the titles. And Seth Godin talks a lot about storytelling, and I understand that. Um, And I think when it comes to a dog, especially because there's a lot of people who feel strongly for dogs, I, I, I guess they would like a story. Um, and they would want me to present myself as feeling bad that I had to let the dog go and then offering 
the facts after after the fact. Now, I suppose if I if I was to if I added a a story, um, again I I did. It's just it just wasn't lengthy. It wasn't it just wasn't long and it wasn't specific. I suppose if I added a story and showed that I was uh, you know feeling sad about it, um, then I wouldn't have that interaction that I that I had. And then a part of me is like, well, I don't give a fuck, you know. Uh, so a part of me becomes aggressive with the fact that I have to even care about what people think. I mean, they don't know my life. They don't know the situation. They don't even have to know any of that. All they need to know are the facts because that's what's relevant to them. I don't have to prove that I am a, I don't know, a a person that cares deeply about my dog and then give you the facts. So I asked the question last, uh, the last question I asked this, this girl and she never responded was, listen, is it possible to have feelings, in fact, strong feelings for your dog and not post about it on the ad or on the status? Is it possible that like, that can happen? And she didn't respond. The reason why I asked that because I'm like, well, if it's possible that someone can have strong feelings about their dog, but just not express it in the post, then therefore, the judgment isn't warranted. It doesn't, you can't really make a judgment because you just don't know. So I got frustrated with that and um, it only lasted for a little while, but I found myself thinking about it the day after. Um, because I think about these things. I think about why people do certain things, why they say what they, why they say what they say, and um, and, and and look and and how I can probably handle things better. Um, I thought about personality is is a big factor here. Um, the person that I ultimately gave my dog to has a, in my opinion, a, a great personality i think um she is seems to be socially aware um socially conscious of different people different cultures and so she just you know if it seems like if she doesn't understand something she won't judge it um she'll just let it be and just kind of focus on what's worth focusing and uh and there's some people who just aren't socially aware or don't think things through and just sort of and are also uh, quick to overreact or quick to react at all. So I don't want to make this too long because I can talk about this for a while. Um, and again, I, I'm talking to you from a you know, this is still fresh. Um, just happened yesterday, and I just gave gave up my dog today. In fact, just a few hours ago. Um, and this is my way of sort of venting and trying to work out my thoughts and 
um, and then you able to listen to how I do it and um, perhaps you can relate or learn how to sort of work out your thoughts too. So one, I realize that people do better with stories rather than facts. To me, that's more alarming than good news because I think about the media, I think about society in general, and I think about how, you know, with the recent pandemic, you know, the facts were there years ago. And it seemed like no one even cared until it actually happened, until there were stories then they cared. So the reason why I struggle with the fact that I know people need stories, at least in general, which by the way, the person who I ultimately sold my dog to didn't need a story. And aside from her, there was a couple other people who reached out to me too, who also didn't need a story. So it does seem interesting because I can't overgeneralize and say people need stories in order to care, but I think it helps. Um, But it's just not necessary. And I think that's where I'm stuck because you know, I don't know, you know, those are just my thoughts. Those are my thoughts, unfiltered, uncensored, um, just, just raw. I guess the only thing I can add to this um, is Well, at the end of the day, people have perspective and what's most helpful to you would be to understand that everyone has a perspective and that to be aware that you might be drawn into the negative perspectives a little bit more than the positive ones because here I am making a podcast episode about how I was frustrated with this with one or two people leaving a comment on that post and it's taking up the majority of my time talking about but I'm not talking about how other people actually reached out and how I ultimately found her home with 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 a couple that I I am happy about you know so understand that people have different perspectives and that you're likely to be drawn towards the negative one. So you have to sort of back off when you start seeing that you are focusing on a negative. It's kind of like when you're looking at Yelp reviews and, you know, you see five star ratings and then you see one star ratings. It seems like most of us are drawn to the one star ratings. Like, oh, I want to read about those, you know, and I don't know what that's about. I, I know that there's science behind that and there's some some psychology to explain what's going on there, which I think I'm going to look into. But I think it, it applies to a lot of people. And so it's worth understanding that about yourself. Because at the end of the day, what you don't want to do is be too stressed out. You don't want to be in a place where you're irrational and now you can't make rational decisions. And, uh, and I un- understand that you also don't want to be in a um, unemotional place either. You don't want to just sort of turn off your emotions overall from negative 
um, things happening. You, sometimes you have to deal with the negativity that comes with it. Um, so, but, and I guess I will say furthermore, try to learn from it no matter what. Try to learn from every interaction no matter what. Ask some questions in your head and then in your own way, you can probably come up with some answers. Or if you want to dig deeper and get some real data behind your assumptions, go online and try to find out what's going on there because it makes me understand more about marketing um, in, a, in, a, in a more even deeper sense about storytelling. So it's funny how one thing can help you learn something that you can apply in a whole entirely different thing uh, in terms of business or family or friends or even relationships. When you go on a first date, telling the person all about you in terms of just facts might be fine, but storytelling might be better. So as you can see, it might work good with dating. I don't know. That's just sort of me thinking out loud. But I can see how it's worth exploring your interactions and learning from them because they can benefit you in more than one way. So that's all I have to say. Um, that's what I've learned about people and the process of Giving away, giving away my dog, and I'm going to miss her. And um, you'll hear from me from the, you'll, well, see, I'm, I'm uh, now I'm, I love when I'm about to end an episode and I don't know how to end it, so I start stumbling across uh, upon my words, just like how I'm doing right now. <laughs> I need to come up with like a great outro or something, like a good way to just end each episode. Um, but anyways... If you guys have been listening to my episodes before, you know that this is, again, an unfiltered, just sort of unedited. I think it's healthy for me to do, and I think it's healthy for, for people to listen to, just so they know that, you know, it's just not perfect all the way through. It's just my unedited thoughts, freely, not even knowing how to end it. <laughs> so, till next time, I'm Josh. I'm out.